0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: You're listening to the college2pro.com NFL Draft Lab. and as always, we appreciate you stopping by and joining us as we bring you the next collection of tomorrow's 2020 NFL Draft Stars, and we bring them to you today here on the C2P platform. If you miss any of these shows in their entirety, Apple Music, iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, all opportunities for you, the listener, to download and listen to our guests at your leisure. Today we're going to be joined with a PSAC standout. It's Luke Durkin, running back, fullback, slash, a little bit of versatility in there as well. And if you're not familiar with them, Um, You're going to be, and uh, when I was kind of going through the numbers, he was one of the guys that after I researched him, I could not wait to get him on the show because basically he was kind of hidden in the dark, not a lot of action in terms of carrying the ball, but his final year with the Red Raiders, he burst onto the scene, and I mean burst onto the scene to a tune of 918 yards. And you may say, well, that's not a ton of yards, but considering if you look back at his previous career numbers, Okay, he had 13 carries in total, two touchdowns for 23 yards this past season. He had 186. But with that said, Luke, good morning to you. We appreciate you stopping by. How's the morning treating you?
0: Yes, yeah, it's great, Bob. Thank you very much for that introduction. That was awesome. Um, it's it's going well. It's uh, great great morning here. But um, you know, I'm just happy to be here. Happy to share my story and talk some talk some football on this great podcast.
1: I appreciate your kind words as well. Now let's kind of get into the nooks and crannies of it. Um, I mean, growing up, were you, uh, were you, you know, did you play Pop Warner Pee Wee? And if so, were you the best, better athlete way back when? Uh, Actually not
0: really. I, um, I did grow up playing Pop Warner. I, I, I had pads on and I think the first grade I started out really young, but, um, I was, I was a lineman growing up. (laughs) I was, I always found myself playing, uh, Playing on the line, I played for a league that we did um, we we weighed in and stuff like that. So I was actually like one of the younger, lighter guys. you hear about or the younger heavier guys rather, you know. And they're like older lighter guys. I was I was usually with the older kids because I was <laughs> one of the heavier kids. Um, so yeah, so, growing so- up, that, that's kind of what I played. And then when mid- middle school came around, I, I switched to tight end. I got a little more athletic and uh, started catching the ball. Um, I played for Lenape Middle School, and then by the time high school came around, I was still sort of playing tight end, but then I, I, my big focus was on defense. I played, a, I played linebacker a lot in high school. And then senior year of high school, I played running back. And then the, uh, the college recruitment began. And, that, and then and the, the rest of just sort of beginning in high school. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't a huge standout in high school, but I knew I wanted to play football in college. I knew that no matter what, it was uh, football was my passion and I was willing to play it at any level because uh, I was looking forward to who it, would, who it would make me become and not so much for because i had aspirations you know to go to the nfl or anything like that but just because i wanted to find a good school and play for their program and, and represent them well and um i found that at ship i found that you know i didn't have made a lot of huge offers with the p you know they, they they really only have so much money to give out so a lot of the scholarships are certainly by no means full scholarships so um I was still I was still giving some money to go there, and it was a it was an inexpensive school with a with a very good business program that I was that I was figuring out, and so it ended up being a great fit. And uh, as far as education purposes and football purposes, a very competitive program. I knew that, and I really enjoyed uh, the coaches that I was meeting in the initial processes. And what I learned quickly is that. You know, and most of the, the, the advice that I give to a lot of guys coming out of high school is to not go to a program because of a coach. Um, I think that I, I didn't fall into that, but it definitely assisted in my decision making where the people, the coaches that I met and, um, and promptly, as soon as I, you know, committed actually, and as soon as I was on my way there. I figured out that the coach that had recruited me uh was leaving and um and and that's all right I stayed committed, but it happens throughout throughout that process as a coach it's like a revolving door you know especially at the the, the d two level when guys are trying to um advance you know
1: yeah no that's definitely one of those things yeah i mean uh, yeah the the carousel in terms of uh coaches coming through and out uh turn style, if you will um, is definitely big once again, Luke Durkin, the Shippenberg standout, running back, fullback, H-back, if you will, um, Mr. Versatility, I guess, as we learn a little bit more about this young man as he makes his path toward this next level. So this senior season, I mean, I, listen, I'm not going to lie and say I know what was going on in Shippenberg and what the Red Raiders are going to mm-hmm. do it offensively, but, I mean, you know, zero carries against Clarion, zero carries against Slippery Rock, zero carries mm-hmm. a California PA. Then you get the home game, back home in Schippenberg against Bloomberg 31 carries for 172 yards and then you add another three catches for 40 yards what was the game plan and what was going on prior to that and what was going on prior to your I guess your collegiate career before we didn't we were you know allowed to see what you were able to do with the ball in your hand
0: <laughs> that is uh that's a great question and um it really when i look back on it was just the, that old saying where you know you just keep tapping the rock, keep tapping the rock, keep <laughs> applying pressure, and it you'll get a break and it'll it'll pay off. I previously you know the first three years I was a blocking fullback. I really took pride in my job in really blocking for some stellar athletes and making the most of you know catching the ball out of the backfield and just doing my job. Um, I was okay with it. I was I was all right with you know. I really just tried to pride myself in being a team player and busting my you know busting my butt in the weight room and uh, and getting bigger and stronger and preparing myself for the opportunity that I that I knew was coming. But going into my my senior year, training over the summer, going into my senior year, I was training harder than I ever have. I was doing things, running routes, doing running back drills and preparing like it was going to be my year, preparing like I was going to get 20-plus carries a game from the beginning. And <laughs> going into camp, you know, we had athletes all around us. At the wide receiver position, We there are many Division One athletes, even returning, who will be back there next year. At the running back positions, our offense was very, very high-powered. And I knew that um, – you know there are definitely going to be a lot of guys that they are looking to get you know get the ball in their hands and um, unfortunately coming into camp I I wasn't really considered as a starting running back sort of because of my size I was more of like a prototypical two third six two and a half two thirty guy so they I was leaning towards the more of the tight end H back or tight end uh, you know role. And so that's where I sort of feel like I didn't get too much of an opportunity to show myself at running back. But I, I was prepared. I stayed prepared. And um, our first three games did not go how we wanted them to, really at all. I found myself only getting like like 15 snaps a game uh, without without touching the ball, and um, and we 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 were losing. And so I would at the, at the end of these games, I would you know go see my parents and we'd be like and they'd be like you know like oh that's another game down where like you know it's not it's not really unfolding the way you want it to and it can be real for a lot of guys in a position like that you know where that's sort of just passing by them and it's not unfolding the way you want it to I really found myself in that position but I just knew for some reason I just knew within me that I was going to have an opportunity and I was going to make the most of it and I just knew that I had prepared myself well enough and fully enough, so that so that when that opportunity came, I would be ready and I would not have any fears or or anxiousness whatsoever. And so I, I kept applying pressure, and that really just rings through my head is apply pressure, apply pressure, apply pressure every day, apply pressure to the coaches, apply pressure to yourself to better yourself and better your skill set at the position. And so. Week four going into Bloomberg, our running game was almost non-existent. But, you know, up until then throughout camp and through OTAs and practice and and scrimmages and stuff, I I was showing that I could do that, that I could run the ball. And so I guess, you know, it was a little bit of a weird thing that I was not given any carries the first three games. That was strange. And a lot of my teammates were wondering that too. And there were a lot of people from the outside in looking at me like, Oh, why am I not being utilized more? And asking me that question, and I said, well, you know, the coaches are the ones who make the decisions. You know, we had a good relationship, but, you know, things just don't go that way sometimes. But I just knew that my opportunity was coming, and it it really was strange. It just happened. They gave me the start that Thursday going into Bloomsburg. It was week four. We had Bloomsburg at home. And we knew we had to win this game. Um, they, they brought me into the office. They said, we're going to give you the start on this Saturday. And, Bo, I'll tell you what. It was the first <laughs> game of football in my entire life where I was not nervous. I did not feel anxiety. I did not feel fear because really? I knew that it was my time. And, it, and I had every reason to be anxious. I had every reason to have those pregame jitters. But I just chose not to feel that. I chose to feel nothing but aggression and excitement to play the game of football. And then the rest of the I carried the ball 31 times that game. I didn't have any touchdowns, but I was I was going for 10 <laughs> yards a pop, you know. So it, it, it really – That's, what it yeah, is. that's where, that was a pivotal moment. It really switched for me. I just – I chose, I knew, I figured out that you play your best football when you're having fun. And I tell guys that all the time. It's like, if you want to play the best, if you want to be the best possible player, you have to get excited. You you can't have anxiety. You can't be fearful when you go out on that field. And that was the first time that 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 really switched for me. And then it really, it really had results.
1: The results are remarkable. And again, you know, when I I knew you were coming on, I just think it's such an amazing story. I mean, we have so many guys on the program that usually, you know, everyone kind of has the same path, you know, you, you know, basically what you did your senior year, you were doing from basically, you know, your sophomore, junior year, senior year on, but for you, this, 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 this breakout season. And and again, I mean, breakout like like no other guy that I remember coming on the show in recent years. So, I mean, I ask all the guys that come on the show, Luke, I mean, uh, I mean, if you're in the film room with these scouts, what do you think they're going to love about you? I mean, you have size. I mean, you know, you know, I mean, for the throwbacks, I mean, you know, we always stereotype guys, but you know, I mean, are you the Tom Rathman? Are you the John Riggins? I mean, are you somebody else? I mean, you're a big back, and you're obviously got the versatility to make big plays. I mean, you know, you're, I mean, the yards per carry, and then the passing game. I mean, you have the ingredients there. I mean, looking at the numbers, I mean, you have what you have at least one carry for ten yards every game. This past season, you had more carries in each one of those games than your previous career at Shippenberg. So, I mean, the production is there, no wear and tear, so you're going to be durable. Um, but in your own words, I mean, what do you think these scouts are going to love about you when they break down tape?
0: That is that that is a great question. And um, I think there really is a lot to, to love. Um, one of the things you did just say was that there really is no wear and tear. That's also one of the things that I really pride myself on is not having – remaining healthy throughout my entire career I tried to spend the least amount of time in the training room as possible you know only when I was getting taped up but I really refused to allow myself to have you know sustained like sustain any injuries or miss any games I um I really feel that I've been blessed throughout my career to uh have refrained from from any injury and stayed completely healthy and ready to go and um that's that's one of the biggest things, and the other thing really is the film room too. You know, for any college football player, they know how many hours they're putting in, uh, watching film, breaking down practice, breaking down opponents. And I have always found that when when I'm when I've been in those film rooms and with the team, I just feel this eagerness to, to you know, help coach with the coach, especially when I was a veteran at ship, you know the responsibility really is to teach guys and to really, um, share knowledge with, you know, a certain play or share tactics with, with how to become a better football player. And there, there really can be a system There really can be things that you have to implement on a daily basis to, to get better at football. And a lot of it is mental. Uh, it's, it's hugely mental and, and it's, and it's physical in the sense that, you know, the training that you put in, you have to, you know, muscle memory, you have to train your body to do the things that you're going to do in the game, but you also have to train your mind to, to do that as well. You have to visualize, you have to, you have to be imaginative and you have to really focus on visualizing the game of football and every football player does it, you know, they visualize them playing but, and and then you almost think it's like, it's like weird to imagine yourself, you know, making like big plays, you know, and being like the star of the show. But, but you should, you should do it more. You should do it 10 times more than you're doing it now. And it'll help you. It'll help you more than, more than you can imagine, you know? And I've always, now to take that philosophical concepts and apply it to that and apply it to the meeting room and sort of, channel your aggression channel your passion into playing because it's going to make you a better football player. And, and, um, I, I've done, I did that. And, you know, sometimes it it doesn't pay off. You could do everything right. You could do all the right things. You could be in the best position. You could be the starter. You could be everything. You could have what it takes, but sometimes it just doesn't pay off in the way that, that you imagined it to. And the key there is to just keep going. The key there is to not get discouraged because I saw a lot of guys throughout my career who were sort of in similar boats, frustrated with their playing time, just get, get you know, give up and, and think that, you know, it's not for them and lose their passion. But you can't. And it's one of the things that I really would say to a scout that I'm bringing to the table is that I am a firm believer that it is – it uh, it is a large majority mental. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's like 80% mental the entire game. And once you figure that out, you know, it's it's easy to say that. And a lot of people do say that, that it's, it's it's a mental game, but that doesn't make it any easier. The mental game is hard. Keep yourself up. You have to keep yourself aggressive. And that's, that's almost harder than going through a two hour weightlifting session. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) No, I trust me. I get it. Uh, yeah, the mental part again, and I'm glad you brought that up. The mental part is something you can say. Yeah, we know it has to be there, but actually adapting that and to be mentally tough um, is one of those things. And, and you see the great ones. I mean, the great ones when they're in duress and you know that everything's kind of getting chaotic and wild. Um, these guys are under you know under control, poised, and uh, you know they usually walk mm-hmm. away victorious. Um, Luke, we are almost out of time, but man, I was so happy to get you on. I'm so glad we got connected. Uh, wonderful, just story, and I can't wait to find out. Uh, these next few steps, but we almost out of time. Um, before we get into the end of what we usually do, though, um, where were you training? And, and You don't have to say any teams, but you, have you had any dialogue or have you heard any feedback that teams are interested or, or any workouts of, or you know, teams call or anything?
0: Yeah, so I'm training right now in Allentown, PA, with, uh, with Craig Reynolds. I got in touch with him. He went to Kutztown and he plays for the Falcons right now. Um, so it's been great training with him. Um, I'm with Brandon Bird at Bird Sports Performance, and we we really uh, get some good sessions in both on the field and um, and in the weight room. But um and and in regards to talking to teams, um, I spoke to teams when I was at the National Scouting Combine. Um, I've uh, emailed one or two organizations, and I've filled out questionnaires. I, I never really knew that was a thing, but like these like ten page like long questionnaires, Uh you know, asking some details, fill a couple of those out. And um, I had the opportunity to see and sit in front and talk to, have some good conversations with scouts at the Dream Bowl in Virginia, Roanoke, Virginia, in January. And that was like a Division II FCS uh, bowl game, Uh you know, for guys. It was a great, great experience. And there were scouts there for three days just hanging out, you know, in the hotel. And it was it was great. There were Chargers, Falcons, Browns. It was the first time I'd ever uh, been, I'd ever seen like one and had the opportunity to speak with a representative from these great organizations. Um but that's that and that's where the majority of it has happened, is that is in person at these places. Um but uh yeah. not too much over the phone and stuff like that. But Yeah. Yeah. It's well been
1: great. You All those it's been great things. though. Yeah, these games are Priceless commodities for any guy in your position. You make this path towards the next level. All right, man. We got about maybe about two minutes left. Um, we always we call it three and out a, a few off the wall questions. Are um, you ready to take a shot with those?
0: Absolutely, I'm ready. All
1: right, now take us inside that Red Raiders locker room. Um, who is the most impersonated coach on the team, and would they do that impersonation in front of that coach?
0: <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, inside the Red Raiders locker room. Most impersonated coach. It would have to be Coach Mac, our head coach. We definitely uh, enjoy, enjoy impersonating his, his antics. It's, uh, it, really, it really gives us some joy. But it's funny, we've, uh, during camp we did uh, lip syncs, like team-building activities. And uh, a lot of it had to do with a certain position group getting together and, and lip-syncing a song and a dance. And it was perfect because every single group managed to make fun of one of the coaches. <laughs> right in front of them all. <laughs> so oftentimes it is in front of them and it is. we do have good fun there. So <laughs> that was one of the best moments. So we we're pretty awesome. we can be pretty ruthless
1: when it comes to making fun of the coaches. <laughs> they're they're good they're good hearted about it. Uh, wonderful. How about this one? Now you start carrying the ball. You had a ton of carries. I mean, you know, thirty-one, twenty-five, twenty-two, thirty-one. Um, throughout the season, I mean, who in the P.S.A.C. came up and gave you a pretty good hit where you walk back to the huddle and you're like, man, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a hard day today.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> um Shepherd. Shepherd. When we went and played Shepherd at their at their home. Uh, that was a battle. That was a battle. I remember uh, my first touchdown. We had like two yards to go. We were on like the goal line. And we had to, like power. I get the ball. I bounce it outside and I just lunge and lurch for the, for the end zone. And I get over it, but one of their DBs came up and it was like hitting the brick wall. I got over the line, but they, they were not going to make it easy. Those Shepherd Boys was the first uh year they were in the PSAC. and um they they brought the heat that day for sure. For sure. But awesome. you know it's and it's, then the final it's it's, it's intensely competitive to everyone. All West Westchester, we love playing because it's a huge rivalry every single game and uh but that one in particular, I was that day I was uh I was um I was getting taking some licks. <laughs>
1: It, it happens. It happens, man. I'm sure you delivered a lot with that side. I'm in the final one on the weekend oh, of the know. draft, and we are a month away. Uh, Who is the best cook in the Durkin family, and what would you like that person to make as you celebrate that weekend with family and friends?
0: Oh, man, the best cook. best cook has to be my mom. She she is um, she's amazing, actually. I've been blessed. She cooks almost every night. We we sit down in the family at the table and she constantly is coming up with new recipes and just amazing meals. On Sunday night, she made a full Thanksgiving dinner with some of the best turkey I've ever eaten, stuffing, everything. Wow. You know, so, you know, when that time comes, I know she'll have uh, she'll have a nice a nice layout
1: prepared for us. I have no doubt. But yeah, my mom for sure is the best cook in the American family. I'm blessed. <laughs> That sounds good. Uh, I might have to try to find my way over there on a Sunday to, to break oh. bread. But
0: may, every <laughs> time we have leftovers, she brings it to our neighbors. She's going around and, and dropping it off places. So <laughs> maybe.
1: That's excellent stuff. Hey, Luke, fantastic career. We are so appreciative of your time, and the, like that, we can't wait to find out where you land at this next level. We always like to say, stay humble, stay hungry, be blessed, and we appreciate you joining us here on the C2P.
0: Always. Thank you so much, Paul. Awesome. It's been a
1: pleasure. Thank you. Once again, that is Luke Durkin, the standout from Schippenberg. Kind enough to join us here on the show. If you want more of him, iTunes, Apple Music, Blog Talk Radio. As always, we appreciate you listening to the C2P. This has been a C2P exclusive.